Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lion's Den. I'm your host, Seth. Hopefully everything is good with you. Everything is happy, happy, joy, joy on your Sunday, right on. But we have to take a moment. All right, we have to take a moment for the late, great um, Larry King. Ladies and gentlemen, if it wasn't for him and the way that he was able to ask certain questions and to bring the life out of people and to help paint pictures for the audience, we would not be where we are today. So let's take a minute. All right, all right, right on, right on. So, of course, wouldn't be able to do this without the rest of the Lions up in the studio virtually. We got my man's Larry. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Just finished watching this Packers Bucks games. You know, I'm disappointed because <laughs> I'm not a Brady fan. I'm going to admit it. He cost us two Super Bowls, so I can't give him his props until he retired, but... That's the salty me talking. Congratulations <laughs> to all the punk fans out there. Uh, you know, but it is what it is right now. It is what it is. Okay, okay. Right on, right on. Now, now wait. Now, who is your team? Who are you rooting for? My team is the Rams. <laughs> Notice I said the Rams. Right. <laughs> all right. I'm from St. Louis. I know they moved to that other city, but mm-hmm. they still the Rams. Still the right. Rams. Hopefully we can get you. Hey, look, hopefully we can get y'all quarterback because our quarterback ain't worth nothing. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? No, 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 no. We can use him. No, no, man. No. Look, hey, hey, he got some he got some things to do. All right. We got some things to do. Nah, he, he ain't going back to y'all. Y'all starting over, man. Uh, you know, I salute y'all. I think y'all gonna get there. Y'all, y'all just y'all gotta just rewrite that whole thing, man. Hey, hey, hold on. What you're not going to do is get on the Lions then talking about the Lions. That's what was not going to happen. Anyway, listen. Hey, hey, shout out to everybody that's out there. Look, let us know. Let us know that y'all here, that y'all uh, in here, in here. Well, look, we got a great, great, great show. Great show for y'all. Make sure you go to StreamYard or Facebook and StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so that your comments can be posted up, right? We got a great, great show. But, of course, we got to get my mans up in here. Big Herm, what's going on, brother? <laughs> what's up? God, my, I just had my light good, man. man. <laughs> no. You good? On, you good, man. man? We can see you. It's my good, man. God damn. Yeah, man, you, you good. straight, bro. Yeah, got that moonlight going, but you good? Yeah. What's happening, man? Nothing oh, much. You man. got your silk what, shirt on. Got your silk shirt on. What? You had shot in the background earlier, didn't you? Oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> Man, just like Larry, man, I'm over here watching these games, and I don't like Brady either, but God dang. Yeah, is it like that? What can you say? You know what I'm saying? But, hey, did you see an interview for your coach, your new coach? Mm Mm-mm. Telling people he's ready to bite people's kneecaps off and stuff like that? Who said that? Who new coach? The Detroit Lions new coach said that crazy mess. No, but Eric, Eric the enemy can't get a job nowhere. But this man running around telling people he's gonna bite people kneecaps off, bro. No, no, look, hold on, wait, look, we go look, look, hey, y'all gonna get off the lines. Hey, but look, shout out to everybody out there. What's going on, Miss Crystal? What's up? What's going on, foot? What it is, what it is, brother. So, man, look, let's get off my people, all right? Let's get off the line, let's get off my people, man. Go ahead, bro. 
Jesus hey, Christ. so hey, today, man, we got Mr. Byron Fireball. Arukin. Hey, hey. Mr. World Record Holder. Yes. Yes. Hello. Yes. How you doing, brother? I'm all right. You know what I mean? You know, I'm uh -oh. doing real good today. Uh -oh. You know what I'm saying? They had a brand hey. new man. Brand new hat. Bruh, he came in the building ready to go. Hey, I heard y'all talking junk, but you know, it's all good. It's Show all good. me the cream sickle, then I know it's real. <laughs> oh no, them losing years. We don't talk about them. <laughs> We lost for, for many years. That's what's up. Well, brother, man, look, welcome to the den, man. Welcome to the den. We've heard so much about you. And I mean, you're a marathon man. L listen, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you guys understand. But um, <laughs> now, you it, it, raise your hands out there or let us know if you know anything about uh, uh, David Goggins, right? The hardest man in the world. Y'all probably don't know who that is. Oh, however, yeah. however, the Air Force got their own version of him, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So look, man, tell us a little bit about these uh, about these marathons, man, and how many medals you got. I, I asked for one, like a coin. You know, I'm talking about like a little groupie. I think you I, you, I got you. you. I'll send you one. So, uh, yeah, so I'm the first, I guess, uh, American to run under the World Marathon Challenge banner to run seven half marathons on seven continents in seven days. And currently, I'm the Guinness World Record holder. Uh, for doing the same feat uh, from like duration, starting from, you know, the, the first place, which was Antarctica and then finishing in Miami, which the time is uh, six hours, uh, six, excuse me, six days, seven hours and four minutes. <laughs> say six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so so I did basically half marathons, which is uh, thirteen point one miles uh, on each place. So the first place that we landed, you know, was uh, was Antarctica, uh, and it's just like people think, right? It ain't nothing but snow and ice and cold, and yeah, it's terrible. But at the time, I was living in Grand Forks, North Dakota, so it was actually colder in North Dakota than it was in in Antarctica. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it wasn't too bad. That's what it is. All right, Mr. Fireball. Can we talk about what drove you to get to this point, right? The World Guinness record, you got all kind of records, medals, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, you say you traveled seven continents, right? You hold records on all these continents. What what started this? Like, this is and something you just woke up and like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go run a, a, the whole world, basically. Like, how did you, right. what, what got you into right. this? Yeah, so, like, one day I was watching, or one morning I was eating, you know, my favorite cereal is uh, Fruity Pebbles, you know. <laughs> I put down some fruity pebbles, you know. Ah, you talking about fruity so. pebbles? I thought you were gonna say like Wheaties or some no, shit. No, like, no, 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 that's the worst cereal hey. ever created. They don't sell no, Kaboom like no more, too, but man, you know. so, I mean, hey, hold on. Now, what you know about hey Kaboom hey. is a, is is a struggling struggling breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it don't even come in a box. It come in the bag. <laughs> yeah, so. Yo. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was eating Fruity Pebbles and uh, ESPN had a special called Around the World in Seven Days. And they had talked about uh, Ted Jackson, which he's, a, you know, he's a he's a bigger guy. Uh, if you ever look at the special, he's he's just a charismatic fella that just has a big heart. And he was like, you know, one day I'm going to he's like, I'm going to run, a, you know, seven full marathons on, in, on seven continents in seven days. And he was doing it for his wife because uh, she has a MS and whatnot. 
and just watching him go through, you know, each stage of the race and like how he was, you know, stopping and like just, you know, talking to people, singing, having a good time, you know, taking coffee breaks, drinking espressos, you know, uh, he, he was just a real person. And that's what kind of drove me to want to do it because, you know, when you think about running, right, you, you think about those guys that are like, you know, set, you know, super fast, right. Skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy was none of that. He was just a, he's just a guy like you and me, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and he did it, you know, his times weren't the greatest, but he didn't give up. So, you know, I, I'm like that. I like, I don't ever give up. I mean, no matter how bad it gets, I know there's a, you know, beginning and middle and the end. And like I say, I, I guarantee you'll probably quit before I do. And, and that's just kind of what drove me to want to do it. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, 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 Herm, you hear that, talk don't that, you? Yeah, talk that noise. Hey. Like, he don't know Mike Tyson, so I mean. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, <laughs> look, hey, he said he could whoop Mike Tyson, and then he challenged somebody to a race. Well, no, I'm going to leave that alone. No, I ain't. Listen, he challenged somebody nah. to a race. Did you fall yeah. or did you? No, you, man, I ain't fall. I got hurt, man. I got injured. <laughs> Hey, after five feet. But I understand. I understand. But go ahead, Herm. What you got? Hey, Jess, I just want to clear it up for the audience about your record. You ran seven seven marathons, half marathons on seven continents consecutively, right? Correct. So you did it on one day, then you got on a plane and went to another continent and ran it. And that consecutive total is what you hold the record time for. Correct. You're right. It isn't like the fastest time, like, you know, cause there's some dudes that do a half marathon in, in like under an hour, you know, maybe an hour 15. Uh, yeah. So mine is the duration, like starting from the first place, uh, which was Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And then the second place that we went to was Cape town, South Africa. After that, we flew to Perth, Australia, Perth, Australia to Dubai out in the United Arab Emirates. Then from there we flew to uh, Lisbon, Portugal, then from Lisbon, Portugal, we flew to uh, Cartagena, Colombia, South America, and then we finished in Miami, Florida. Wow! Okay. Did, right. did you do that? Did you so? Uh, did you have any sponsorship, or you paid for all those? Oh those no, flights? no. Uh, so we we had some people that donated money to kind of okay. help raise uh, to kind of get me going there, but for the majority of it, it came out of uh, my pockets. We or, or our pockets, as my wife would say. Okay. That's, her money. Yo, <laughs> hey, that's what you call some dedication. Some dedication. Right. Goodness gracious, bro. Well, look, <laughs> yo, hey, ladies and gentlemen, look, if y'all are just tuning in, we got the the, the, the fireball, right? We got the fireball okay. here in the den, okay? Please take some time, share this, share this, share this. This is so, so important. But, of course, we got to take a little minute out for our sponsors so you know what it is. Look, as a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finances and help them identify and dispute negative items on their uh, credit reports. Her services allows individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Reporting Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to uh, position themselves for home ownership, low interest rates, entrepreneurship and generational wealth. So ladies and gentlemen, please, if you can hear my voice, if you can hear my voice and your credit is out of line, right? You got like in you in the twos, threes, fours, maybe fives in the possible, make sure you give Tracy Brown a call. All right. Her number is 618-560-3687. One more time for those in the back, 618-560-3687. Give her a call expeditiously, right on and right on. So, look, 
Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, <laughs> look, ladies and gentlemen, we got the one of the fastest men in the world on the Lions Den. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And look, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody that's there. Look, we appreciate y'all. Share this, share this, share this. And so, brother, I wanted to ask you this question. We talked a little bit about it before we started, but the title of the show is Beyond Limits. Right. And being right. in the military, you have individuals, either you just the military itself can put limits on you. So how do you do what you want to do inside of the realm of responsibility? Because you're first sergeant, but then Correct. outside of that, what is it that you do to do that so that individuals that may feel encouraged to do it, they can also do it as well? Right. So I guess. uh you know, I, I think I've learned throughout my journey in the military, I've been in 22 years now, is that there's always another box, right? Everybody tries to put you in a box. Uh, there's always another box, right? You, when, you, when you have a goal, because sometimes you can't tell everybody, like, oh, this is what I want to do. But then if you can trust in them and, and, and you know, you feel like they're not going to, you know, take what your goal is and then try to sabotage it. Uh, so I would just say, like, you know, be, be mindful of like who you talk to because not everybody is on your side, right? They talk a good game, like, oh, they're very happy for you and they want you to succeed, but then at the same time, they're like behind the scenes trying to ruin you or, you know, throw dirt on your name or talk about your character and all this stuff. So, you know, like you got to kind of like plan for, for that type of stuff. And, and you say, but there are people out there that really want you to succeed. So, you know, build your team, uh, you know, around those, those individuals, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like for me, every time I want to do something, I think about, am I going to be able to to do this one, right? Is it going to be inspirational to other people, you know? And then am I going to have a lot of haters? Because you always got to account for the haters, right? Because people, like I say, they always act like they're on your side, but then I'm telling you in the background, it's 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 so much chatter and you're, you know, you got to block it out and, and know what you're doing is for the right reasons too, you know? Yeah, so that thing is my answer. Sorry, man. No, no, that was perfect. That was perfect, yeah. and I am sure you hit a nerve with a lot of individuals that's listening right now, and that is so so important. Thank you, thank you for that. Yes, sir. Our ball back to me. Uh, going back into, and we're going to talk about the the first sergeant because a lot of people, some of our audience may not know what a first sergeant is in the Air Force, but uh, you deal with the morale of the squadron. Keeping the troops, you know, making sure that their heartbeat, you're checking the heartbeat of the, of the squadron, so to speak. So when we're talking about beyond the limits, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of issues that come across your desk <laughs> in the five and a half, six years. So how do you yeah. take your motivation, your inspiration, your mentorship, and how do you infuse that into the troops? So I think just being honest and real, you know, because, uh, again, you ain't going to you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. People ain't going to like you because of the color of your skin. They ain't going to like you because of the way you smile, you know, your birthday. You know, be like they gonna come up with some reason just to just to spite you, you know. But as long as you attack it from a good place and 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 knowing that what you did that day, it you can go to bed at night knowing that I didn't screw over anybody on purpose or you know. Because sometimes looking out for people, they don't understand like all the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. So 
whenever I talk to people, I just, I just try to be real and tell my story. Right. Cause when I was a young airman, I got in a lot of trouble. Right. I went to correctional custody for three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, like I got in a lot of trouble. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> those be the perfect shirts, man. Yeah. It, it, it do. You need those kinds. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, but the question is, well, I know, I don't know if you can, you know, say it and incriminate yourself, but uh, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, so, so what, what, what happened? Like, what happened to you? What you do? Well, I mean, so, right. So my first job is I'm originally a firefighter. Okay. Um, and then when you, so I joined in 98, right. And, mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't understand. Like nowadays, everybody's like really open and trying to talk about diversity and inclusion and all that stuff. But like I think that. like when you come, mm-hmm. especially with my face, right? So I, you know, people give me a hard time about my face, and you know, so I'm either I'm serious or I'm or, or I'm joking, right? There's no there's no middle ground uh, with me. And then so growing up, you know, like my face would give me a lot of trouble. And then also, you know, we grow up, we talking junk. That's just what we do, right? I mean, you high school, you know, on the way going to school, on the bus going home, like, you know, you go to sleep talking junk to people, you know, and it's it, like, so my mouth got me in trouble sometimes, you know, uh, but I think, you know, people's uh, objectives were a little bit harsher on me than others. Uh, so, you know, I just, just little minor things would add up. And instead of people like taking the time out to get to know who I am or, you know, treat me like a human being, they just tried to kick me out in a sense. But the, I think the commander at the time saw that I wasn't like a bad person. I was just in a weird situation. So they sent me to, uh, they called it motivational flight, right? For three weeks. Are you serious? Uh, motivational yeah. flight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was called. So, uh, so we would have to like, you know, wake up in the morning. Uh, we were, so they, we couldn't spend the night. So from six to six, we would have to like, uh, you know, be there by five forty-five, or else we were late. Then we'd have to go to the chow hall. And this was at, uh, Sumter and Shaw air force base. Right. And then we'd be, had to sidestep in the chow hall. Uh, we had to do things throughout the day, you know, ask for permission to, to go from this place to that place. I mean, like we were treated like kids had to memorize like poems and all kind of crazy stuff. I mean, we had to march to the flagpole during the day. We had a web bent, web, uh, web belt and canteen on from like, I mean, basic it was just like being belittled, like to the point where like, you know, you, you're stripped of every, like everything. And you, they're trying to build you back up. Mm. And so I went through that, you know, um, Zaire <laughs> so brings up a lot of old feelings, but you know. So while I was in there, uh, there was a there was a the base commander. His name is uh, Dana Atkins. Uh, at the time, he was a colonel. Dana Atkins. He later retired as a three star general, um, and he pointed to me out of all the people that were in there. And the people that were in there for like fighting, for stealing, you know, using a government travel card, buying camcorders, buying <laughs> like you know, be I mean? just junk. And the only reason I was in there is because they say my mouth, and then they try to say I was you know derelict of dereliction of duty because I was late uh, getting to the 911 center. And so out of all those people, he pointed to me and said, Byron or Airman Ball, one day you're going to be somebody. And that's just, to me, that's just crazy, right? So I'm sitting in there like in trouble. Got the wing commander out of everybody points to me and says, one day you're going to be somebody. So I get a little choked up about that sometimes because, you know. You never know what it is that'll push you in the right direction. And so from the simple. Right. And so from that moment, that's when I kind of like changed my attitude and approach. And I was like, okay, now I'm gonna start busting people upside the head. (laughs) You know, I'm gonna give them my all. And, you know, I still stumble. But uh, so that's kind of where my motivation comes from is uh, being at the lowest point in my career. And then, uh, you know, just trying to prove everybody wrong, you know. Been there. Yeah. You know what? I think, yeah, I'm gonna let you go, Herman, but I, I really do think that it's those times when we do stumble, but then someone see the true you 
You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because, man, I've been there for yeah. real. It, it took someone to say, hey, I know that this isn't really you. This was just an isolated incident because, man, I, I would have been out maybe three, four times ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but no, no, that's that's dope. Go ahead, Herm. My fault, man, bro. It, no, it's good, man, because, I mean, I think a lot of us have those kind of stories in, in the Air Force to where somebody's like, hey, this is it for you. You know what I mean? It's either you go this way, you go that way. But I do want to go a little bit back to your uh, to your feet, right? Right. I just did a little bit of math, and what I what I calculated, you did over ninety one miles in seven days. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so what was your training? It ain't, it ain't that's what I'm saying. Like he did ninety one miles <laughs> in seven days straight. That's running crazy. marathon. You know what I mean? So so that kind of endurance like what was your training like leading up to that like how, how did you get because no mind mind me saying you, you you are not a small guy you know what i mean right and like you said before a lot of marathon runners they're they're a smaller frame you know what i mean correct but as a bigger guy how was you able to to manage that without your body breaking down knees joints 91 miles so so after watching that special, you know, I started to devise a plan on like just doing different things. Right, so I started doing like five five Ks, ten uh, Ks, you know, and work my way up. So like I said, when I saw the special it was 2015, and I didn't get to the World Marathon Challenge until 2018, right? And then so I mean, I did a, a different things. Like first, like I had to learn like how to run properly to where you're not, you know, causing injuries, you know. So I you know I got like a good pair of running shoes and. A, uh, just shout out to Newton Running. Uh, they have these uh, shoes where you land on your forefoot. So, you know, for people who have a little weight to them, you know, you, sometimes you want to overextend, but I had to learn, like, how to kind of just pull back a little bit and not not reach too far and just keep my feet under me and then kind of, you know, almost like a quicker cadence, where, you know, and, and just learn how to, like, you know, supplement nutrition, you know, because you are, when you're a little bit, when you got a little size to you, right, you sweat in other places, people don't. <laughs> And you burn out all your salt. You know what I mean? Remember, like, playing basketball, you had a little white salt going on your mm-hmm. face. Yeah, so you got to learn how to replenish that. You know, like, you know, and I'm a big guy, so sometimes, like, you know, I eat Oreos or cookies or whatever while I'm running, right? Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? A field of, yeah, you know, wait, you just wait, need wait. calories, man. Wait, you know, but I mean, the... wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Yo, yeah. uh, give me a second, because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picturing this shit, right? You, hey. And then you got an Oreo, right? Correct. Right. I done had bacon. I done had croissants. <laughs> like, look, when you running, you're you just trying to fuel chitlins. that. You don't care what, what it is. Where are you is. carrying like, it? Uh, well, so sometimes people on the course, you they have that stuff, pack. but then you, you have like your pouch, you it know, was, and I have like oh, okay. packed, you know, Fig Newtons it, it or Oreo running. cookies or. You, ladies and gentlemen, hey. he was running with a fanny pack with bacon in it. Shout hey, out. Let me tell you. So that's a cool thing too, right? A lot of these races, like the trail runs, like that you do, you know, out in the woods and stuff, they, they actually have like little A stations where they actually give you like gummy bears, olives, like things that have salt in them, sugar. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fat person's dream, kind of. You know what I mean? That'll motivate me. <laughs> I, was the next about to, I was about to say, her. Hey, listen. Hey, her yeah. be running with some ribs in the fanny pack. Hey. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, like if you ain't trying to get no medal and you just trying to finish, because that's what that's my goal was right. just to finish, right? Because I'm not fast, right? I'm a slow person. But at the end of the day, we all get the same medal at the end, right? And and it's all about the finish. Right. And then like in the back of the pack, there's some pretty cool people, you know, also. So even like I've done some runs where I've done like six marathons. So I was like 
tell you about my training plan is like I had set up to do different things. So I did like six marathons and six states in six days. And then while I was there, I met a lady who was like the first person to smoke weed uh, in the state of Washington, Miss Deb Green. So shout out to Deb Green. Like, so you're in the back of the pack. You're meeting all these like interesting people, Legal, you know. You mean. Yeah, legally, yeah. Okay. She's the first person to smoke legally, yeah, yeah. Check her out. She did, they got a lot of stories on her and stuff like that. And, like, I'm meeting all these cool people on these runs. So I did, like, you know, all these different marathons, 5Ks. I even signed up to do, like, uh, triathlons. I did a Calgary uh, triathlon where I drove from North Dakota all the way to, you know, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, did that half Ironman and came back. You know what I mean? Like, so I just try to, like, put stuff, you know, frequently throughout the year. So where it wasn't, like, a, a chore, right? It was more fun. Like, hey, I'm just going to go do this, you know, and then I'm just trying to finish. I, ain't, I don't care about the time. You know what I mean? People run past you. I'd had old people pass me. <laughs> I had. I remember my first marath- a half marathon I did in Fargo, North Dakota. North Dakota. I had an old lady. <laughs> she had to be like sixty five. She, she passed, passed me zooming. I was like, dang, <laughs> just crushed all my spirits. But I finished. You know. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, listen, man. Look, I do appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you with this running and, and, and all of this. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're there, please, please, please make sure you share this and you get this word out here. But listen, we're going to take a little pause for the cause. Y'all know what we do around this time because we wouldn't be able to do this without you, the viewers, and without the sponsors. So we shall be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building generational wealth through home ownership while providing exceptional service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get individuals into a home. Mention you heard this ad on the Lion's Den with Seth and get a $500 rebate from Monique at closing. After servicing in the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And your referral will get a special gift card from Monique. If you're in the San Antonio area or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Her number is 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618 618- 416-5700 and that's inside Scott VFW post 4183 and they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lion's Den Podcast is made possible 
by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Lion's Den with Seth. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the fireball up in here. Give me a Yes, yes. Go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, brother. What you got? Hey, man, hold up. I got to give you praise and a shout out for that advertisement I just saw with the Lions and all that other stuff, man. That was pretty dope. You can't just slip by that, man. Brother, ain't nothing. Listen, listen, I just want to give everybody. This upcoming uh, audience, I hope y'all ready for it. It is. It is. Yo, y'all, look, this is going to be dope. So make sure y'all go to Roku, Amazon uh, Amazon Fire TV. Make sure you download Lions Pride Network. We got a lot of stuff popping, but thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. All right. Fireball, getting back to you, man. I want to talk about the Guinness World Record, right? And and all the records that you hold within that. Like, for me, I always wonder, you know, I saw some people eat the most hot dogs, run the most laps, whatever the <laughs> random stuff that they do to get in there. What is some of the perks that come within in that, uh, setting those records? Like, what do you get out of it? Well, so first, I I didn't even know I had it. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Joseph Steelwell and uh, Becca Peasy. Well, she had ran uh, the, the World Marathon Challenge, and she did it twice, right? So she did full marathons twice around the world. And uh, her husband had told me, like, oh, you know, you potentially might have a world record. So I was like, uh, you know, because I, I don't really like too much attention, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, some people use that as, fuel against you in in negative ways too right and they say oh you're conceited or you you know this whatever right so i was like you know i don't really want to do that uh joe like you know i appreciate it but he kept working on me you know so i finished in february of 2018 and then about october of 18 i was like you know what maybe i should do this because it might motivate some young uh people out there and you know i got family members that might motivate them you know and also maybe just make my dad proud and stuff like that so I submitted the paperwork through Guinness. And uh, so there really are no perks, right? Unless you like market yourself. And I don't really do that. So that's kind of, I think it, it hurts me also. So uh, there really are no perks. Like you don't get no, oh, hey, you know, because you still got to pay for the actual record to get printed, <laughs> right? So that's like $100. And then whenever you submit, like, so there's two phases to Guinness, right? There's the, you can apply to break a record, right? So if it's not a like legal sanctioned event, like, you know, when Usain Bolt, did the uh, did the Olympics and broke the record, right? That's a sanctioned event. So when he breaks it, it's automatically like a Guinness World Record, right? So with the the race that we did is also a sanctioned event, uh, the World Marathon Challenge. Uh, uh, Richard Donovan does all that, make sure it's you know sanctioned and everything like that. So so just to, to just you know you got to apply for a record to, to to attempt a record, and then once they say okay, yeah, you can apply to attempt this record. Now you got to go out there do the do the record, and then then you have to actually give the paperwork so there's two two processes and right in order to like speed up the process you can give them a a donation of uh, i think 600 or 820 euros or something like that to help them instead of doing it in four months they do it in five days right (laughs) so that's a hustle yeah yeah so I actually, I paid the first part, right? I paid, I was like, oh, cause I, in my mind, I thought it was covering both parts. No, 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 no. So, so then I, you know, they told me, oh yeah, you're good to go. So and I got all the supporting documents. I mean, you got to provide pictures, witness statements, stuff from the director. I mean, like they got to have like time, dates, photos that you were actually there. Cause you know, you're running on each continent. So they're trying to verify. 
And then I submitted all that. And then four months later, they came back and said, oh, well, this we noticed this document wasn't right. I was like, OK. So then I got this document, did this, you know, uploaded it. And then again, if you don't pay the next fee, it could be anywhere for like four to six months before they hit you back. And then they would hit me back again, right? Four to five months later. But, oh, yeah, we noticed that this thing wasn't right. And then then I had to upload this thing. Right. So that's why, like, when you listen to the video and I say that, oh, you know, I submitted in 18, I didn't get approved till 20. There was a lot of that going back right. and forth. Yeah. So and again, like I, said, I, I really thought I was like, oh, if I submit to give you, you this 820 euros, because that's a lot of money. If you do the math, man, that's just a lot of money. I was like, you know, we don't make that much in the military. Right. <laughs> so I was like, you know, can you just please like after a while, I was like, man, like I, I don't have enough money to give you anymore. Right. I already spent money on this run around the world. You know, I got food, you know, I got to provide for my family. And, and then my dad had passed away. And I was like, look, I was trying to get this done. A while ago, my dad died in uh, January of 2020. I think it was like 18 January. And I was like, my dad didn't die. Like, can you can can y'all please just review the stuff? Like, it's already a sanctioned event. Can you just, just give me just give me the record? Right. <laughs> and then they finally did. Uh, so that's how we got to that point. And so when you deal with Guinness, you just got to know that uh, there's, a, there's a lot of steps and just be ready. Just have your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, so that's unfortunate your dad wasn't able to see, but. Yeah. At least he knows that you got it done. Right. Yeah, so my mom's, you know, my mom's still living and my I got you know, I come from a family of five, so they all got to see it and, and witness it and all my cousins and stuff out there, you know, and friends and family. So that part was cool. So my question for you is you did this marathon seven seven co- countries mm-hmm. that span from all the way from Antarctica to that ends in Miami, and you did ninety one miles in between all of that. What I want to know from you is what did you learn about yourself during that process? Because that, that had to be pretty stressful, traveling airport to airport, getting to your destination to get ready to run another 13 some odd miles on that continent only to pack up and go do it again on another con- uh, country. What did you right. learn about yourself after you did this? So what I learned about myself is sometimes my mouth gets me <laughs> in trouble. Sometimes I you know, uh, just dream a little too big. Yeah, but once I, because you know, the part of the story too when you watch the video is, like I had to travel so far just to get to South Africa where we all meet up, and while I was going there, I was like, man, I can't believe like I told people I was going to do this, and now I didn't said it, so now I got to do it right. But like while I was you know traveling in between each continent, I I, I learned that that your mind is a lot more powerful uh, than you give yourself credit for, and and I, and you just never really know it right until you try to do something. Uh, and also that, like, man, like you, I think as humans, right, we go through so much. Uh, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And like, and when I was on the air, like on the airplane, like just sitting there, just thinking, like, man, I got to do this all again tomorrow or in the next eight hours. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I just put my mind to like, okay, I'm just gonna focus on this. I'm gonna, I don't care if I gotta walk a little bit, run a little bit, right? Like, I started to realize, like, you know, that I'm just stronger than I than I ever. I ever thought. Um, I figured yeah. after accomplishing something like that, there's not another obstacle somebody can put in front of you and you're not going to think that you can't do it. Oh, no, absolutely not. You could tell me something, you know, and uh, one of my favorite rappers, right, is Jay-Z. He, he always says uh, in one of his raps, is, you know, uh, uh, difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. That's the kind of mind frame I have uh, when it comes to things, you know, and, and that's why, you know, because that's why I, I want people to, 
you know, potentially start going out there and doing these endurance sports, even if it is a 5K or a one mile or whatever, because it teaches you that, again, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And um, it's at the end of the day, right, the, the middle part is not going to be pretty, right? But when you finish, you look back and you're like, man, I did that, right? Nobody can take that away from you. And that's very powerful, especially for your mental health, you know, because that's, that's one thing about me, like, I, the whole world could be crumbling. I'd be like, don't worry. It's, it's going, it's going, there's going to be an end to this eventually. <laughs> you know, I'm not quitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Byron, my next, we're going to stay on, on the same topic. I want to talk about, you know, within those seven continents, we, I don't think we talked about the season or the year, the type of time of the year it was when you left and when you did this event, but can you talk about some of the conditions that you may have endured, you know, humidity, cold, I mean, I don't know, because that also plays a, a part on your mind as well, so can you hit on a little bit of that? You talking about as far as uh, when you're in the, the different uh, atmosphere? Yeah, like, like the time of year, because was it during the spring, the winter, the summer, okay. you know, and just going between, you know, Antarctica versus Miami, right. like, I mean, the humidity, the, the, the conditions is different when you're running, especially running. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> So when you like in Antarctica and in Antarctica, like I say, it was really it was really cold. Um, and then the next race was in South Africa. So then it went from like, you know, it was like 14 degrees or, you know, negative degrees. And then the next six hours later, we're running in uh, South Africa and it's like 88 degrees out there. So me not thinking. Right. So I don't got no hair. Right. And in in, in that part of the world, which I didn't realize, you know, because uh I just forgot really, but I didn't realize that it's summertime down there. So it's actually hot. So you go from being cold to being hot. So in the video, if you see, I have like this bandana on my head because my head actually got burnt <laughs> in South Africa. And then my head started peeling. It was like, it was, it looked really bad. Right. And then, so you're trying to like, so you go from having, being so bundled up with all these clothes and you go to the next place and you're trying to like rip off clothes. Cause now you can't even breathe because of the humidity is so hot. Right. And then when you go, like when we went to, uh, Perth, Australia, it was actually night. So like, that's another thing. So your body doesn't know what's going on. Right. So you go from being in the cold to the hot. Now you're at night and it's different time zones. So your body's just all kind of screwed up. And then when we got to Dubai, right, that's a whole nother like humidity. Anybody knows who's been to the desert, right? That, that sun ain't no joke. So they actually had to wait a little bit later until the, the sun went down. So we all ain't pass out, you know? And so you're running up and down the beach at night. And we're talking about, I want to say it had been like nine o'clock at night. Uh, when we started running in uh, Dubai, or yeah, it, and then when you went to, then we went to Lisbon, Portugal. Again, this was a little bit later at night again, and then when we went to Colombia. It was actually the daytime, and then again, the weather in Colombia is a little bit warmer, a little bit more humidity, uh, right? And then it kind of went into the night, and then when we got to Miami, it was actually daytime. So like you're like the whole time, man. Your your body's just jacked up, is what it sounds yeah, like, yo. Yes, yeah, sir. So in, in in between the runs you get to sleep on the airplane because it's like a big Airbus is chartered, like the seats recline, you know, it's, it's a really nice thing and they, they feed you, you know, you can get pretty much anything that you ask for. Uh, but again, you're just, you're just trying to rest a- until the next one. And again, my, I was only doing a half marathon and there are people on the plane that were doing full marathons. No, so I had a little bit more time to rest than other people, but, but, but I'm telling you, it was just like, like everything hurt and then you would just start running and that's when the adrenaline kick in and you're like, okay, I can get through this. And then that's when the snacks come in, you know, right. you start trying to mm-hmm. you know, feed yourself to get to the next event. You know, so I got, I got a question and actually 
I was thinking about this, but shout out to you, Kim. She says she wanted to know what were you listening to, right, during those runs, and what headphones were you using? I think that's important. Oh, I'm, yeah. Man, look, that music, if you don't have the right beats per minute, you, you can slow down or it speeds you up, which is dope, but you can go too fast, right? So what right. is it that you listen to, and what type of headphones do you recommend? Uh, so at the time, I had those Bose uh, Sound Sports uh, the ones with the little wire, but they're wire, technically wireless, but still have the little wire that connect them together. I use those. Uh, AirPods are, are a good one because you can take one and then put one and let it charge and then take it out and then put the other one in. Like So you can kind of switch so you have enough, uh, you know, uh, to, you know you, it lasts the whole run. Uh, so those, those are my two top favorites. Um, yeah. And then the music I listen to is just anything that like, you know, that you can sing to and you know, because when you're running, you don't care about nobody else, right? It's, this is you against the race, and like I'm, I'm singing. You know, of course, Jay Z. I like, uh, you know, like the System of a Down. I like, uh, you know, I'm listening to Maroon Five. Like, I'm just, I'm going through all these different genres, right? Uh, just to, and then you know, subtitle Little John to come on or some Wu Tang, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm listening to everything, just to, just because, like, at the end of the day, I'm trying to finish, mm-hmm. right? Well, look, you, you got a question down here below, so she wanted to know. Are you ever going to do a full marathon? Correct. So, yeah. So in 2000, February 2020 or 2022, I'll be doing the full marathons this time okay. is my goal. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> yo, yo, you got it. You got okay. it. So and with the full marathons, you're actually running for a cause. You ran for a cause last time as well, right? Correct. Yeah. So the, I ran for the Etchberger uh, Foundation and it was the 50th anniversary of the Etchberger, like the Lima Site 85 and uh, a Chief Master at Etchberger. He's a Medal of Honor recipient. And uh, out there at this uh, site in uh, Vietnam, there was, a you know, some other airmen out there, too, as well. Uh, There's about 12 people that um, didn't make it home. And then uh, as he was rescuing people while the Viet Cong were attacking, uh, he actually rescued about three, I want to say it was like three to four people. And and then on the way he was leaving out, or once the Huey picked him up, he was leaving out, he actually got shot and he, he passed away. Uh, so he was awarded a Medal of Honor. But it was like later when Barack Obama was, or President Barack Obama was in office. And uh, so I raised money because it was the 50th anniversary of that incident and how he saved some people. And, you know, like, so and it also was, you know, recognizing the folks that were lost out there. And, and so it was pretty cool because I got to meet the Eschberger family and I got to meet the families of the people that, you know, never got to see their loved ones again or the people that were missing in action. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and so now this next time I'm, I'm running for the Air Force Enlisted Village because, uh, you know, we all like, we all love our grandmothers, right? I mean, and our grandparents. And so for me, like, I just really miss my grandmother. Uh, and then also my mom, you know, she was married to my dad who was Air Force for 24 years. So I think about like what, you know, say something happens to me, right? Like who's going to take care of my, my mom or, you know, my wife. Right. But like, I think with the air force enlisted village before there wasn't a, the the economy wasn't as great as it is now. Right. You know, there was single income homes, you know, some of the, uh, the wives just stayed at home while the husbands went out and did whatever, or, or, you know, vice versa, or or the, the husband stayed at home and the wives went out. And, and now they have a place where people, it's like just like an assisted living home where people can, you know, don't have to worry about too much. Like I say, hey, you gave a lot to the country and we got you. So that's like for me, I always want to take care. I'm a champion of the underdog. Uh, 
and I want to take care of people uh, with that. So that's just been my goal. All my runs that I do, I always try to raise money for somebody, you know, because I'm okay, right? I don't really, I don't have jewelry. I don't do all that stuff. I don't, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'll be fine. Yo, man, hey, that's that's very commendable. Seriously. That is, that is. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, look, before we go, we do want to make sure you guys have the opportunity. We have the opportunity for calling. Oh, we got a question in. So what is your health regimen in between runs and go to snacks before? Well, look, brother, I don't know if you heard, but, you. Uh, but he have pockets of Slim Jims and Donuts. Uh, and, and hot links. <laughs> right. Hey, and some ribs. What, to tell you, it's just calories. You just need food. Right. Again, like I said, I'm not no skinny person right mm-hmm. so it takes a lot more calories to get me moving than, than, a, than another person and you want dense calories you know because yeah you can eat some lettuce but that junk ain't it ain't gonna do nothing for you right mm-hmm. um so one of the tricks i learned for when i did the uh six marathons in six states in six days was i, I met a guy from india uh you know, uh, and he showed me that if you stick your legs up against a wall for 15 minutes after you get done running, that'll kind of help lessen the soreness in your legs. So after every big run, that's what I would do. You know, you just kind of like, you know, set a timer, put your legs straight up, maybe up against the wall or on the edge of your bed. And then like, you know, start watching a Netflix show or YouTube or, you know, watch the, you know, the lion's den, you know, and <laughs> see, I got you, I got you. And, you know, and that's it. Right. And then, and then you just kind of just, you know, make sure you hydrate because water is very important. Electrolytes are very important. And again, cause like your body during these runs, like if you do a half marathon, you're burning almost, you know, over a thousand to anywhere between a thousand to 3000 calories, right. Depending on your size. So you got to replenish that. You know, because your body can only store for so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. Uh, again, it's just, like I said, I'm no expert, but I, it works for me because uh, every time I go back out there, I'm doing, I feel all right. And then also you got to make sure you get that salt in you because that'll, that'll mess you up if you don't have a, a good enough electrolytes in your body. Correct. Yeah. All right, Byron. Uh, Kimberly Go asks, or she says, uh, sounds like you are, you like, you live a very given life. And her question to you is, what are some other organizations you recommend giving to? So I think any organization that like speaks to you, I, I would definitely say, you know, do that first because every, like everybody's got different upbringings, right. And what what's made an impact in your life. So for me, um, there's just so many, right. Like I've, I've given money to, the Air Force uh, Wounded Warrior uh, program, you know, that's the one that they used to do like 100 percent, you know, because that's those are my people. Right. That I feel like we need to take care of them. Uh, there's, you know, the Wounded Warrior Foundation. The other one you could give to that, um, you know, any uh, really just anything that speaks to you. Right? Like, Because there's so many like I'd be here all day trying to name all of them. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones that I've given to. Um, yeah. But Kim, I mean, there is the Herman Brown Foundation. I'll leave, leave my cash <laughs> app for you. You can go ahead and send me some yeah. money if you feel like you want to give some, though. Jesus no, no. Christ. Right. Just say it, man. Right. Going with you, hey, man. Qu- hey, question for you, though, Fireball. Um, mm-hmm. Going through this, right, do you feel like you've changed any? Does Has it affected, like, the way you approach your leadership style? Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely, because... Uh, 
lot of squadrons that I've been a shirt for are very heavily uh, minority, you know, populations. Uh, and I understand like the things that I've done that not everybody is in that mind frame at that time, right? We're all at different life points. So I just try to be compassionate and understand that like, you know, not everybody is going to want to go run a, a marathon or, you know, not everybody's going to want to go travel the world, but that doesn't make them any less important, you know, to the mission and, and what they provide. And also that everybody comes from different upbringings, right? I mean, in the military, there's not, I mean, we could all, we could have grew up next to each other, but we didn't have the same story. So I try to give people that perspective that we're not, we may look the same, right? But we ain't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? I do want to ask this question. Can yeah. you tell us a little, little bit about that, uh, about your hoodies, the elite snails, because uh, a fast snail, I don't know about all that. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Somebody asked, uh, where can they get one of those uh, yeah. hoodies? Yeah, so I'm I'm still working that. I made this one off of uh, custom ink, and I'm still working with a company right now. So the elite snails is is what I call myself the elite snail, right? Because I'm slow, <laughs> right? But I'm not gonna quit. And 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 you know a lot of these runs, right? They have the top ten percent of the runners who are super fast, and then when you look at the back of the pack, right? That's like eighty percent of the race. And so I'm trying to be a motivating uh, factor for people to, to know, like, you just get out there, right? And then like you, when you look at running clubs, a lot of them are like the coyotes or the leopards or the cheetahs or whatever, like some fast animal. Like, look, I'm, you know I mean? I'm 225 pounds. I ain't, man, I ain't, I'm not moving, I'm not moving that fast. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm trying to come up with something that's less uh, aggressive and something that like people could be proud of. Cause there's some other, you know, ones out there too, like the maniacs and this and that. And it's just like, you know, that's for some people that'd be kind of intimidating. So I want them to be, you know, at least feel like there's, a group that they can come to and it don't cost you nothing It's like, Hey, I, I want to join the elite snails and it don't cost you nothing. All you can do is buy like a little hoodie and then bam, you part of the club. Right. And that's, that's where you have a compartment in your hoodie for the bacon and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I got the little, I got the little, I got the little, I got the pockets. I'm ready, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, that's dope, man. Like, y'all y'all yeah. think I'm joking, man. Check my Facebook page. I'm telling and people who like, and I, and I run with people too. Like, you know, if you ever want to, if you're doing a marathon or a half marathon, you want somebody to run with you. Hey, hit me up. I'll, I'll come, I'll come you, out man. to where you at. BLT. Yeah, and then you're gonna be like, man, this dude wasn't joking. I'd be like, hey, you want you want you want some? You know, you want a Listen, Oreo? No, 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 no. Now look, her her might need some help though, seriously. I, yeah. I mean, because I know hey, how the retirement do you, and then he tried to get outside and say, Hey, I can beat whoever, right? And uh, confidence yeah. is key though, right? And I, I think tell him, wait, tell him yeah, look, man. No, hold on, yeah. hold right. him again, Hell, man. Confidence is key, man. Look, you know, because you can't think about how many times like we get told that we can't do stuff. Exactly. Right. And then if you listen to everybody and you, and you tell yourself that you ain't nothing, you can believe Fire you ain't ball. nothing. So like I'm I'm all about fireball. Hey. Fire, brother. I'm brother. Yeah, you gotta be confident. Brother, man. brother, brother. <laughs> look who we're talking about. We're talking about Herman Brown. This food thing he can just be. Met me. Look, no, hey, but, but no, me and Herman were together in Osan back in 203. So okay. we, we, right. we come so, from the same, so, same, same lineage. Cloth, right? All know, right, but look, but, but here you are, and 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 brother, I respect you, and I, I believe you. You got your mind on right. But do you, but, but right. But do you think you can beat Mike Tyson ass right now? Oh, no, I know I can't do that. <laughs> All right. So that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, no, the difference. No, you know no. what I'm saying? I don't care how much confidence you got in yourself. That that brother right there that you see, he believes he can beat Mike Tyson right now for no reason. 
Right off the top. You know what I'm talking about? Then he said, can't nobody beat me in racing. He took three steps, and then he pulled something he forgot he had. Bruh, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Hey, so look, here's another question hey, right bro. here. So it says, right, is there a club that you have at your base or the squadron or what? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're starting that. Um, it hasn't been set up yet. You know, life happens. Uh, got a little few little roadblocks here and there that I needed to work through. Um but yeah, we're about to we're gonna start it up here in the next probably next uh, twenty twenty five days. It, it'll be up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it'll just be something where people can come on out. Like I say, you ain't got to worry about trying to break no world records or speed records. It's just come on out, run, walk, whatever it is. Just get you moving you know, and be active. No, okay. Look, put stuff about her. Hey, you gonna be in your Gordon Edgar Trail, bro? You don't know about that. Hey, I don't know what the hell that is. I know is. you don't. Hey, you, you, you. No, man, you too young, man. It's, it's all good. But anyway, look, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got the fireball on here. Get it in, right? Beyond your limits. Beyond your limits. This is what it's about. Hey, Big Larry, what you got for him, brother? Wrap it up. Hey, I just want to say thank you for spending, you know, an hour out of your day with us and, and giving us that inspiration because that's what we, we need. Somebody needs to hear this, and I'm sure somebody took some, some nuggets away from what you were saying. Um, kudos to you and the records that you have. Kudos to you for who you are. Uh, being a shirt, it seemed like your life, is to me, is like, I don't know if you chose to be a shirt or is it something that just chose you, but I like how it lines up with where you are, who you are today. So you are an inspiration to the young troops, the young airmen out there and I know judging by your, your some of your fans and comments and stuff you're, you're a likable person and uh, you're real transparent and I, I, like, I just appreciate you coming on and sharing sharing that with us I mean believe it or not you inspire us like I appreciate it thank you for what I you do appreciate it thank you right on Man. right on hey, mo- mo- most definitely most definitely inspiration and motivated you know what I mean I would never think to run seven half marathons on seven comp, uh, countries, and now you're about to do a whole marathon on seven countries, correct? Man, correct. good yes, luck sir. to you, man. Keep pushing. Keep doing what you're doing. You motivated me because you said everybody should do an endurance sport. I'm going to pick up chicken wing eating because that's endurance. Uh, hey. It's on ESPN. <laughs> Don't say nothing because it's on ESPN. I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can get a Guinness Book of uh, World Record for a chicken wing eating contest. So uh, there we go. I'm right with you. Solidarity. <laughs> you know what? So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, we, we try to give this brother grace, okay? But to talk about chicken wing eating, we're not doing that. Listen, um, seriously, though, brother, hey, I do thank you for being in in the den. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This was real dope, man. This was real dope. And I want to thank you and everybody else that's there and that's that's listening right now. I appreciate y'all being on and tuning in. Make sure that you let individuals know who we had on the show. This brother's the real life inspiration to individuals that's currently in and people that tell you what you can't do because you're wearing a uniform. Listen, that uniform don't stay on 24 hours of the day. You still have a life. You still have goals. You still have aspirations. You never know who's watching you too. Look, this is your first sergeant getting it in. Look, I'd be damned if one of y'all right now, you know, about these PT tests that's been pushed off and y'all like, well, look, I'm straight, I'm straight. He don't have to, and he's still getting it in. Still Mm -hmm. getting it in. Like, I mean, seriously, though, right? Think about it. You got individuals that don't want to go 
a mile and a half, and you did ninety miles in in how many minutes? In in seven hours, days. seven days, bro. That's out of line. You see what I'm saying? Man, I, so, I ain't doing ninety one miles in a year, brother. Ninety one miles? Not only drive ninety one miles, <laughs> but for nothing. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? For nothing. But seriously, <laughs> let this be an inspiration to you and your friend and your fans and first sergeants too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, leading from the front and beyond limits. But no, we do right. want to thank you, though, brother. Hey, do you got anything that you want to say for your viewers, to the audience, anything, brother? Right. So, you know, first, I want to just say, uh, you know, thank you to everybody that supported me, you know, through everything. Uh, thank you to the Etchberger family, you know, for allowing me to run, uh, you know, in honor of their, their father uh, and carry their name on all seven continents. You know, thank you to... Uh, you know, all the first sergeants out there that are out there, you know, doing the job day in and day out, you know. And also I want to say thank you to all the firefighters out there. I mean, it's just, and I want to say thank you to the Lions then for inviting me uh, to do this show because this is my first one. And I say it's been three years in the making. I also want to say thank you to the public affairs team that did the little video because uh, I think they captured it so well. Like, I was crying, man. It was so great. Uh, I want to say thank you to my wife and, you know, my kids just for being supportive and allowing me to do all those things that I come up with in my head. And she's just like, all right, go ahead. You know, I'll be here to hold hold the fort down while you're gone. So I just want to say thank you to, again, to everybody that supported me, whether I've met you before or I, or I may meet you in the future. You know, if you see me, you know, don't be afraid to speak. Again, my face, uh, sometimes it, it messes with people, but nine <laughs> times out of ten, I'm just hungry. You know what I mean? Like, I just... <laughs> I just need a little snack or something. And I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But you know, so please reach out to me. <laughs> reach out to me if you need anything. You know, through Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Run uh, Fireball, and then my Facebook is Byron G Ball. Uh, you know, whether military, reach out to me. It, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I'll make time to talk to you. You know, give you advice or whatever you need. Because uh, again, you you matter. Whether people tell you. Or they don't. Right? That's right. That's right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Bro, that's what it is. That's what it is, man. But no, seriously, we thank you for taking the time out and, and letting us know who you are, what you're about, and how we can continue to move beyond those limits that individuals set for you because individuals are the ones you are the one that can go beyond that limit so i thank you thank you for thank being you. on right hey but ladies and gentlemen that's about our time y'all get it in you enjoy the rest of your sunday and we will see y'all soon again in the lion's den later we hope you enjoyed today's show make sure to listen to the show on google Podcasts, spotify breaker and radio public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.